Experience the Jared difference. The best prices on an amazing selection. Select your diamond gift today from hundreds of styles they're sure to love. Jared. Love brilliantly. My name is Tracy Ariel, and I am unapologetically Canadian. Hey, today I'm interviewing Sean Manning and Tereska Guessing. They are co-owners of Urban Seedling. They're also life partners, uh, and they live in Verdun. And they, uh, Tresca is also serves with me on the board of Grand Potager, which we are all members of. So, hi, Sean. Hi, Tresca. Welcome to Unapologetically Canadian. Yes, thank you very much for having us. <laughs> okay, so if each of you can introduce yourselves first on an individual point and say the thing you care about most about your job. Go ahead, Sean, because you had well, a good have to go week. First, yeah, because yeah, this is a good week. Uh, it's been a great week. <laughs> It's been a great week. So my name is Sean Manning. Uh, I uh, was helped start uh, Urban Seedling, which is uh, our fantastic company that we started together, and and with our uh, my cousin Trevor Manning, who's not here. Um, and the thing that I like most about my business, our business, is very simple. I love. Uh, Seeing the effect that teaching people, well, I love teaching. So I guess that's the thing that I like the best about our business is teaching. Um, but more specifically, teaching people uh, how to have, just teaching them to, 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 to get, you know, that it's okay to get your hands dirty and it's okay to make mistakes and have... Uh, a vegetable garden, which is really what it's all about. It's about having successes and failures, just like everything in life. Um, and it's a great way to learn to take life a little bit less seriously and just kind of go with the flow. And it doesn't always work, but you try your best and you have fun doing it. And I find that that is my kind of motto for everything in life. And, and uh, that gardening is really what got me there, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> it is, it's the truth. That's really, that's, that's kind of who I am. And, and doing that more specifically in schools with kids um, is something that is so fun to do. And it's, it's tiring. But it's really very rewarding, and I love doing that. So I guess that would be perfect. Okay, Tereska. Uh, my name is Tereska Guessing. I uh, am co-owner of Urban Seedling with my partner here. Um, we have a vegetable gardening company, and our mission uh, is to encourage Montrealers uh, to grow food in the city. So be that at their home, at the schools or daycares, uh, in the workplace. Um, and we have a garden center at the Verdun Greenhouses, uh, where we sell um, exclusively edible plants. And uh, we really, like Sean was saying... Medicinal plants and <laughs> pollinators. Majoritarily edible plants. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so we give a lot of workshops and, and yeah, the educational portion is very important to our company. 
Um, my proudest thing or favorite thing about what we're doing is uh, we started back in 2010. Nobody was talking about urban agriculture. Um, nobody thought that, you know, it was just like a tiny little niche <laughs> nobody was talking about. Uh, and so it's been really fun to kind of get in on the ground floor of what is uh, now a movement that has uh, taken on a lot of steam and um, is very exciting. And so uh, through my work as the owner of Urban Seedling, I'm able to be involved in all sorts of other great urban agriculture movements like the Cultive Montréal and uh, like all, you know, there's a great urban agriculture project coming on the rooftop of a big uh, parking lot in Verdun called Cointel. And of course, our wonderful Grand Papage um, Urban Agriculture Center, also at the Verdun Greenhouses. Uh, so what really gets me out of bed in the morning is that kind of um, larger scale planning and being able to grow um, the idea of, of and the practice of urban agriculture in Montreal at kind of a municipal level. Yeah, and I should mention that uh, because uh, people, listeners to this podcast know me from my winter world, which is notable nonfiction, but in the summer I'm a full-bodied member of Grand Potager and, uh, and the movement, the urban agriculture movement with these guys, that's why we know each other, so... Uh, board member on the board. Yeah. <laughs> founding, founding, founding member. Founding member. Yeah, founding so member. We're members together. It all happened uh, in the in the on that rainy day. Yes, in, that's uh, right. We know each other, and we are all part of the same urban agriculture movement. But what's really fascinating about the way your business runs is you guys have created an, an entrepreneurial force in in this relatively new industry. Um, and you're getting quite a name for yourself. Maybe we can talk about what happened with Sean this week in terms of education. <laughs> I think that's a big moment. Scoop. It's a scoop. Yeah, I guess I can talk about it. Uh, it's it's gonna. When is this gonna be? We can talk about that after. Okay. <laughs> so um, this week I was invited to take part in an evaluation of perfection for the future profession of uh, a horticulturalist specializing in um, aménagement durable. So what is aménagement durable? I'm sorry, I've been speaking in French for like two days. And sustainable landscaping. Sustainable <laughs> landscaping. So, uh, and I was, so this was with the Minister of, of, of Education, Ministry of Education, not the Minister. I don't know that, that, that he was not there or she was not there. Um, but uh, it, there was a, we, I was part of a, a, a panel of, or a, a group of 13 other uh, specialist horticulturalists that are in specific areas of sustainable landscaping, and I was there representing the edible landscaping kind of uh, urban, agriculture. urban agriculture, and 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 uh, that's it. So urban agriculture and, and edible landscaping side of it, and between the thirteen of us, we uh, essentially are creating the curriculum to train. The future um, generation of horticulturalists that want to then take the next step in their education, and so it's going to be offered as a specialization after they graduate their their deck uh, in 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 uh, in horticulture to become a specialist as someone that is specializing in, in sustainable um, 
uh, horticulturalist practice and stuff like that. So it was really, really interesting. I got to meet some amazing people and learned a lot about a lot of different aspects of sustainable, um, you know, agriculture that, that are, that I didn't really know much about. Uh, and I'm super excited to dive really deeper into a few of those areas and learn more about it and maybe incorporate some of those things into, into what we do at Urban Seedling because we always wanted, you know, initially our, our, our goal was to just be, you know, to do urban agriculture and to, uh, teach people how to grow food and, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and, and wanting to be, you know, not go bankrupt, I guess is the word. Viable, successful. Successful, that's like a whole other ball game. Like, we just want to survive to the next season. survive to the next season. And so, you know, you can only really plant vegetables for so long in the season. You know, like this, it's a, it's a season within a season within a season that you can actually make you know, do work and make money and, and, and pay your bills and your trucks and your employees and all your things. And so we kind of were forced into, well, forced, we decided that it would be in our best interest to do a few more traditional, you know, offer more traditional services like landscaping. And that's in my, my, I have background in that, you know, I, my, my family, we're, we're all entrepreneurs and all involved in different, you know, aspects of construction and, and so I learned how to do a lot of that landscaping stuff when I was younger. And, and Trevor. And Trevor, our partner, is what, you know, that's the aspect of our business that he has really, you know, helped to to grow that side of it so that we can continue working and, and yeah. stay, you know, stay above, above board. <laughs> um, but that's not what we initially intended, nor is it really part of what we want to be doing. You know, none of our... None of us want to do Unistone. Like, it's it's, it's not what... We don't mind. Well, we don't mind doing... Well, I mean, you don't do Unistone, so you don't mind doing it. Uh, I don't like doing it, you know? Um, but what I think you're trying to say is that we're really excited to take our business into an even more sustainable future and to be able exactly. to really uh, do better in the world in all parts of the business so that our success as entrepreneurs, the more success we have the better the, the the world is in a little way. Well, and to be fair, the sustainable landscaping movement is growing, and yeah. so um, it yeah. is the kind of thing that um, people are getting a lot more informed about, and yeah. so all of, all of you will be able to do more, yeah. hopefully. We are, you know, well-placed and well, you know, like it is, it is, we actually care about it, mm -hmm. and we actually want to do it. You know, it's not like someone who is approaching a big you know, big, huge company and saying, oh, can you do this, like, you know, sustainable thing that I've heard about or that I've read about and the company being like, oh, well, you know, we don't really do that, but I don't know, let's see, maybe we can do a little bit of something like that for you. Whereas I would like to position ourselves as being, you know, experts, experts in yeah. those specific fields and that'll set us apart. And that's what, you know, we, we, we strive? strive for. Right. And, and what about you? What is your, other than continuing in the same direction, um, do you have any dreams that are bigger than where you would like the company to go? Um, 
Because you're fruit out of the two of you, you're sort of the business entrepreneur mind. Yeah. That's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I I really um, I really want uh, to continue um, to be a big part of of developing the industry uh, across the greater Montreal region. So. Um, Urban seedling right now, uh, I believe, is considered a, a leader uh, in in the industry, um, and I want to continue to develop the market uh, and to really push hard on uh, adding more and more and more people who are interested uh, in um, just rethinking the way that they view their garden and that they view their yard. Uh, and to automatically think, I want it to become mainstream to look at your yard and say, this should be an edible oasis. Like there should be pollinator gardens and there should be, um, you know, a, a huge vegetable garden that's super productive and there should be fruit trees and there should be a berry hedge instead of cedars and, and to really, um, also think about maintaining their yard in an ecological way and that the default should not traditional gardening should not automatically equal using pesticides and herbicides and planting plants that are not um, meant to be in our climate and then trying to manage them with all sorts of chemicals. I don't want that to be the default anymore. No more um, begonias. No more <laughs> begonias. So, uh, you know, to work on, on, on getting people excited about biodiversity, get them excited about indigenous plants, get them excited about growing food. Uh, and, and that's really where I see our strength, uh, as a company. Um, and so I think that in collaborating with other, like I, in a small niche like ours, I honestly don't believe in competition. I don't think it's real. I think it's a fiction. Um, we have such a small um, kind of corner of the gardening market that the more people that are out there practicing urban agriculture and knocking on doors and talking about vegetable gardens and talking about biodiversity, the better it is for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think in terms of growing our business, um, well, I hope anyway that the work that I'm doing outside of urban seedling to really push uh, the development of the, of the market uh, for everybody, high tide raising all ships, um, that that's where I see uh, the growth potential for our business is 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 making the market itself bigger. Right. Um, okay. So and then now we need to go into the moving towards working together and how each one of you has different strengths and how. But you still live together. You raise a family together, and you work together, which um, to many couples would think that would be a bit of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear you answer that. <laughs> Find it it's challenge. Valentine's Day while we're talking too, yeah. which is fascinating. Every day is a blessing. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, uh, I find it really easy. Uh, I don't find it difficult at all, uh, and I only wish there was more time in every day. <laughs> because that's honestly that that is the the, the, the biggest challenge thing, is that the fact that we're both so busy working. Uh, and taking care of the kids and making the lunches and doing the this and the that and bedtime and we're so tired. We don't actually get to day. spend time together. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get to spend as much time together. 
So that's, that's which is ironic. Yeah, considering yeah, you do the, everything together, everything together, but it's always like passing the torch. Where am I supposed to be? Okay, update the calendar. Okay, where are you late? I don't know, I'm stuck in traffic. Why are you stuck? Just call the person. So I'm calling the person. But we do, we, we we do it. We communicate. We 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 work through everything. We support each other. We help each other. I like mm-hmm. to think that you know I, I you know I try my best to to do all those things and. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, cause we, we jumped into this adventure together without a lot of, uh, forethought and, and it could have, you're right that it could have been really disastrous and, and we didn't really consider that before starting the business together. Um, but I think the thing that has made it really easy is that Sean and I are very different in our skill set, And so it's really obvious who's going to do what. Like, there's no kind of ambiguity there. There's no, you should have done this, you should have done that. Because it's just really, um, I have strengths in administration and in the office and in kind of more broader strategic planning. Uh, And Sean uh, is really, really skilled at going out and meeting with clients and doing sales and and being out there uh, on the ground every day doing the work. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree a hundred percent that the biggest struggle is is was starting a family and a business at the same time. That was uh, <laughs> another lack of forethought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having three young kids and a, a startup um, not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and a home. And, uh, yeah, the we're also that a family yeah. does. <laughs> we're also landlords. We have tenants, and uh, yeah, it's uh, fortunately they're wonderful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, you know, each day is a new day, and we just take it one day at a time. Yeah, cliche, cliche, cliche. All the cliches but... are true. They're cliches because they're true. <laughs> that's where cliches come from. <laughs> Um, is there, do you have any hints for other couples who are thinking about doing this kind of thing? Like if you were to do it over again, what would you, uh, almost like a marriage course, would you do a, let's start a business course, (laughs) let's start a business together course. And if so, what would you cover? I mean, how, how do you deal with finances? Those are, that's, people have a hard time discussing that in their home life and you guys have a home life and a business life and a rental property to run. (laughs) Division of labor. Division of labor. I don't deal with finances at all. <laughs> I know Another nothing. Strength. I hand in my receipts. When I hand in my receipts, you know, I, I should do a better job of this in year. My it will be every day. <laughs> and uh, you know, if if. Tereska will let me know when we need more money, and then I have another job, so I will work more on my other job when I when I have to. I also manage a, a catering company and do events and weddings and, and and things like that. And so, you know, when but but for the most part, and as far as like advice, um, I would say to just you know obviously just like listen to the person and. Know what they want to hear. Because no! I say that in that, like, sometimes people, when, when people complain about something, it's because they want to feel heard, right? That's so true. when they're having That's a hard true. time, and you might, be, you might be having a hard time too, and you might be 
bitchy and you might be, you know, annoyed and you might be not wanting to hear or deal with their stuff, but you just have to like, and it's as simple as like, that sucks. I'm sorry that you feel that way. 100%. And that's it. You yeah. don't have to like, because if you like, well, I'm having a shitty day too. Sorry, I'm apologizing. I'm, <laughs> I'm Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Um, but sometimes you just need to, you know, just listen. take a breath and listen and hear and say, that sucks. And that's it. You don't have to have the solution, which is my, something I always try and come up with like, oh, well you should do this or you should do that. Or why are you not doing this? Or why are you not doing that? And this is how you'll feel better. That doesn't but that help. Doesn't <laughs> And she'll tell me, she'll be like, you know, Jessica will be like, what do you, and then it'll, it'll, it'll turn into, well, what do you think I'm not already doing that? Or you think I'm not already doing that? And I'm like, oh, I mean, that sucks. Yeah, you do. Better. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. And eventually that message gets through. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and I'll do it sometimes too, but I don't, you know, I, I, I. Yeah. My advice, and again, I think this is a good advice across the board. It's something that I've learned over the years uh, in managing employees and uh, and being on committees and and you know collaboration is that it's just work. You can't make professional things personal, and you can't take things personally. Uh, and I think that just in our personality types, John and I both just kind of as a default don't take that kind of stuff personally. But I could see um, maybe a challenge for couples uh, who already take things personally with each other that that, you know, that being in business together just amplifies everything. So if you have a couple who already fight, like we don't really fight very often um, and so I think if you're already, uh, before your question was, you know, before starting a business together, what should you consider? And I would say, you know, do we fight, are we able to separate business from personal and are we able, like Sean said, to listen to each other and to, and to just like, you know, take and if the answer to any of those things is no, then yeah. don't start. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually cool. Yeah. I mean, just put that as a checklist yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> Three questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, and my last question to both of you, each of, each of you separately, uh, is: uh, Are do you consider yourself a Canadian? And if so, what does that mean to you? So this time you can go. Very first. interesting question. I'm actually really excited to hear what Sean has to say. Yeah, about but that. you're going to go first. I know. I will. <laughs> I don't know I, what I'm going to say. I am from I no Ontario, and uh, things. This is not. A question in Ontario. Obviously a Canadian. (laughs) 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 Kind of uh, underlying politics of of Canadianism and language politics and all that are are totally different from where I come from. But I've been here for 20 years, so I'm starting to understand. Um, And I, so I absolutely do uh, consider myself Canadian. Oh, yeah, I also wanted to mention that I am... um, first generation immigrant my parents uh, immigrated from poland i'm gonna um, get you to stop because my yep. batteries are going and i all right yeah. 
Sorry about that. So no, you are an immigrant. Right? Yes. So I I was born in Ontario. I'm I am the child of in, Polish immigrants. Uh, they met here, so my family has been in Canada. You know, my Polish is terrible. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, my grandparents uh, came here with nothing, and, and they're, you know, I think this is common for a lot of immigrant families, is that the goal is to become Canadian, and, and being Canadian is a huge point of pride. Uh, and and I have always believed that, and I love this country, and I think that it is the best place on earth to live. You know, we have really a lot going for us um, here in Canada. So I definitely do consider myself a Canadian, and uh, I think the most important thing for me when thinking about being Canadian is the freedom we have to disagree with each other and you know like if I think of uh, other countries obviously that are oppressed or under dictatorship that's an extreme example but even you know the United States everything's super polarized or in Europe there's a lot of kind of uh, old world hangover notions about gender roles or other uh, attitudes I just feel like here and especially in Montreal uh, everyone is free to live their own life and color it the way they want to color it, and and we have uh, a nice, big, and wide social safety net, so people like Sean and I can go out on a limb and start a business and a family at the same time, which I'm pretty sure we would not be able to do anywhere else. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. No, oh, that's very cool. Thank you. So... Yeah, it's not really something that I've ever thought about, really, to be perfectly honest. Like, I just... It's all I know, and and I consider myself to be Canadian. I I've always, you know, been a happy and proud Canadian. Um, as far as what it is in particular, I just I don't know. I I, I love where I live. I've always I, I grew up in Montreal. Uh, I never even really left Montreal until I was. You know, I, I haven't really traveled around that that much. I've been around, you know, I've I've traveled a bit, but everywhere I go, I miss Montreal. Um, I lived in LA for a while, and I didn't like it. I didn't. I mean, it was nice and warm. That was great. You know, yeah, the weather was great. You know? <laughs> but it, but what could of, you talk about if you don't? Have to be here? <laughs> That's it. Like, if I can't complain about the weather, then like, what do you have? <laughs> When you go to the Depreneur, and the guy who works with Depreneur, and you say, oh boy, it's cold out, eh? And he said, oh boy, oh boy. Immediate connection. Yeah, okay, bye, Jimmy. Oh yeah, okay, bye there, Sean. Okay. And and that's, I love that. And I love, I love, you know, that it is, the city that, 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 that we're in here is a total little melting pot, and there are so many little different communities and 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 seeing and, and interacting and, and more and more just I, I don't know I, I, I think that it's a, it's a beautiful beautiful place to live the great people are very very kind uh, except when we're driving in which case <laughs> not so kind. we're less kind 
But I love the fact that I can honk my horn and, you know, shake my fist and someone else will be like, yeah, shake it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's okay. And then we'll park and then we'll say hi there and say hi. Yeah. Nice day. Oh, beautiful day. Yeah. Okay. You know? And, uh, and, and I love hockey and I love beer and, uh, there you, you have know, it. There you go. That's it. Oh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. This episode was brought to you by Lufa, Montreal's rooftop garden operator. Use my code TA5107 to get a weekly vegetable basket, and we'll both get $10 off one delivery. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.